0: Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs, from her debut album to her ninth studio album to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to the first episode of a Swifty Snapshot podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Not only is this the debut episode of my podcast, but it also is Taylor Swift's 32nd birthday. Round of applause. (laughs) I'm so excited to be starting my podcast on this day of all days and to begin breaking down Taylor's discography. We will begin the podcast talking about the very first song from the very first album, Tim McGraw from Taylor Swift. This song was written by Taylor Swift and Liz Rose. It was her debut single released on June 19th, 2006, before the album was ever released. The album wasn't released until October 2006. So Fans had three months to listen to this song and get prepared for the brilliance that was Taylor Swift. She wrote this song in her freshman math class. So the song was released when she was 16 years old. She would have been 16 on June 19th, 2006 six but writing it in her freshman math class means that she most likely wrote it not that she most that she wrote it um when she was 15 more specifically believed to be written in May 2005 in said freshman math class she was dating senior Drew Dunlap is his name while there are a couple of different Drews floating around in Taylor's history this is a different one than the Drew from teardrops on my guitar which we will discuss in a couple of episodes but this one was her high school one of her high school boyfriends that she was dating in fr- her freshman year his senior year and then they broke up when he went away to college which is what this song is all about because she wrote it because she believed that they would break up before he left her college little foreshadowing action i suppose but go taylor the Tim McGraw song in question is Tim McGraw's 2004 song Can't Tell Me Nothing. That's the specific song that she references in her song. It's all very meta. And let's get into it. So there is an accompanying music video with this song, so I'll be referencing different snippets and easter eggs from that to go along with the lyrics. If you haven't watched it, Check it out. It was released on July 22nd, 2006, just over a month after the single release and still before the entire album was released. So people didn't really know much about Taylor at this time because she was just a 16 year old country singer releasing a song about a boy who went away to college like she was very young, very unknown and definitely not. Definitely not the presence that we know her to be today. But still remnants of that in these beginning work of hers. So, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift. What a country Taylor intro. As soon as you hear those first few chords and that melody, you're taken right back <laughs> to 2006. Back to country Taylor, back before she ever ventured into any other genre of music and it puts you straight into that georgia-esque sound that she writes about we have he said the way my blue eyes shined put those georgia stars to shame that night so in the music video the intro we get taylor lying on it's not really like a riverbank it's a like a pond bank <laughs> I'm not sure if this is what she was thinking of when she wrote about the moon like a spotlight on the lake cuz it if it's a lake it's pretty tiny. <laughs> but she's like lying on a pond bank. She's in a white dress. She's got like an old-timey handheld radio that is most likely representing her listening to Tim McGraw. And then we get the actor Clayton Collins who plays most likely Drew driving in a red Chevy truck and listening to the radio so the the song starts with the flashing back and forth between taylor lying on this pond bank and drew driving in the chevy so she talks about i was right there beside him all summer long and then the time we woke up to find that summer gone that is reminiscent of dating and then he leaves to go off to college taylor is super seasonal when she writes her music she loves a good season chapter. She loves categorizing emotions. She loves assigning emotions to different seasons, different months. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But she <laughs> she really loves her summer, her winter, her months references. Another term that comes to mind when we are starting to listen to the first chorus is This juxtaposition of something called sweet sadness. So the lyrics, the setting, the environment, the melody, it's all very sweet. It's all very teenage girl. It's all very young. It's all very youth. It's all very first love. It's all very innocent. So we get that sweetness there. Then there's the sadness that comes with it because it is an impending breakup. It is an end to a chapter. It is growing up which shouldn't be, but is typically categorized as a sad event. So the sweet sadness juxtaposition in her lyrics comes through quite strongly. The one we dance to all night long, the moon like a spotlight on the lake slash pond. When you think happiness, I hope you think that little black dress. Taylor loves referencing her clothing. We get this so often in her lyrics. She'll make a mention of what she's wearing. She loves her colors. We know that. (laughs) She has a whole album called Red. So Little Black Dress is not the last time. It's the first of many times that we will hear her reference what she's wearing. She's very expressive in her style. And her style reflects her music a lot of the time. And her fans, myself included, like to emulate this style. So my old faded blue jeans, another style reference. When you think Tim McGraw. I hope you think of me. The second verse starts with September saw a month of tears. Here we go. This is the first of many month references that Taylor makes and associated emotion. We discussed this earlier that goes with it. So September, she would have been going into her sophomore year of school, broken up with her high school boyfriend, and she cried for a month. And thanking God that you weren't here. She does have a religious background and that references it in her lover journals that she released with her lover album. She does talk a lot about praying and speaking to God in those journals. This lines up with that. In a box beneath my bed is a letter that you never read from three summers back. So keep this lyric in mind. We'll come back to it later. But she so she kept the letter you never read it how many of us have letters or things that we wrote to high school crushes that <laughs> thankfully they never saw or read or witnessed because most of them we would all agree now in hindsight are quite embarrassing but she <laughs> she wrote it 3 summers back so if this if she wrote this song in May 2005 Let's say it's referring to the summer of 2005 when she was 15. Did she write this letter when she was 12? Or even, let's just say 13, say that she was referencing being 16 when this song was released. Like, how long did she have a crush on this guy is my question. And (laughs) how did she meet him? Because if she was 12 or 13, he would have been in high school already. And... Everybody knows when you're 12, you don't hang out with 15 year olds because they're so much older than you. So (laughs) she must have known who this person was for a long time prior to dating him and then subsequently writing this song and breaking up with him because she references a three year timeline. At least. It's hard not to find it all a little bittersweet. There's that sweet sadness juxtaposition that we discussed. And then she goes into the second chorus. Now, if you watch the music video, the the style is so remnant of 2000s style. It brought me right back to when I was that age, wearing the low rise jeans, the shirts, the long shirts, the layers, shirts. And then the thing that really brought me back was when she was wearing a wristful of several layered bracelets. Um, if you have a chance to catch that in the music video, I think you'll have a good chuckle because it was (laughs) so reminiscent of 2006 style, her makeup, the jewelry, the fashion brought me right back. And the one that I was curious about, the bracelet I was curious about in the music video was in the second chorus. It said, I don't know what the actual phrase is. It said in love on her bracelet. It was like one of those rubber thick bracelets. Maybe it said love in love, but that doesn't, it probably means like in love with love. Anyways, if anybody knows what that bracelet is referencing, leave a comment. I would love to know. Then we go into the bridge and I'm back for the first time since then. I'm standing on your street. There's a letter left on your doorstep and the first thing that you'll read. Uh, This is the second letter that we know that she writes to this person. And this one he will read. The first one, remember, she kept it in her bed. She she wrote it a while ago, so he never read it. This one she writes, sure, that he'll get it. I wonder if she references that first letter and says, you know, I wrote you this letter when I was 12 or 13, and this is now what I want to say this many years later. But it doesn't say when she leaves this letter, so it just says the first time since she's back back in well she references georgia stars but she didn't date this guy in georgia she dated him in tennessee so not really sure where she's referencing back i'm just going to say back to her hometown maybe maybe she meant like back from new york because she she started to travel to new york regularly during the time frame when this was all going on so First time that she's back, I'm going to guess it's a little bit of a taking liberty of the situation. And then in the music video, when it goes to the final chorus, it actually was shot at Johnny Cash and June Carter's cabin, which is why the letter that... Her love interest in the music video picks up and actually reads is addressed to Johnny. So fun fact of the music video. So we go into the final chorus and then the outro is the same as the intro. He said, the way my blue eyes shine put those Georgia stars to shame that night. I said, that's a lie. There you have it. Um, There are four versions of this song. There is the OG version, which we just discussed. There's a radio edit version, an instrumental version, and an enhanced video version. So, what does this song mean to me? Timagra, I can't remember the first time I heard this song. Not gonna lie. I know I heard teardrops on my guitar first, and we'll discuss that again in a few episodes. But when I first heard Timogra, I don't think I knew who Timogra was. So, I didn't really get that she was writing about another artist. Uh, My musical education was (laughs) lacking. So I just heard this, probably just heard this random song from a girl who wrote a different song that I liked and was like, oh, okay, she's writing about somebody. Maybe they're important. Probably didn't put too much thought into it, to be honest. The thing that did... um, resonate with me is the line the backroads at night. I didn't have a high school boyfriend at the time that this came out so I didn't really relate to that side of it all but the backroads at night is very reminiscent of a country upbringing which is similar to mine so I can see the romanticism behind it all. The lyric I hope you think of me that is quite a meaningful lyric because a she just released her from the vault song, I Bet You Think About Me. So there's a lot of meaning when Taylor says something like that to her and to us as fans, because it means that she wants to be thought of in this way. She anticipates being thought of in this way. And she writes about being thought of in this way. The funny thing about that is Taylor fans, Swifties, have taken lyrics like that And made it about Taylor Swift in general. So like you'll see a lot of fans be like, oh, when people think of Taylor Swift, they think about me. They've cleverly adapted the lyric so that it becomes also about the fans and the references Taylor Swift. um, Even going so far as to reference past relationships, saying things like, oh, when my ex hears Taylor Swift, they'll think about me. It's been said. (laughs) So that lyric carries a lot of meaning, not only within Taylor Swift and her entire discography and further lyrics that she'll go on to write, but it also within her fandom about Taylor herself. So that is the first song, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift. Now it's time for Taylor News of the Week. I wanted to come up with a clever title for this segment. Uh, Maybe I was thinking like Taylor's version of the week, but mm, nothing's quite landing. So it's a work in progress. We will work on it. So I'm recording this and it's coming out on her birthday. I'm recording it before that though. So any news that does come out after the recording slash on her birthday will be included in next week's episode. So don't fret. If she does something crazy on her birthday, which is Very likely, we will talk about it. Don't you worry. She's been a little quiet lately. Ever since the Red release, she's been a little quiet online. So it does make me think that something is coming uh, on December 13th today. But we'll see. (laughs) Um, All her fans know that we can be clowns quite a lot with all of our Easter eggs and speculations and... (laughs) conspiracy theories about what's going on in her life and what's coming next. So we'll see what happens. But either way, we are here to talk about the past news that has already happened. So the first one was December 6th. She re-released Christmas Tree Farm on Amazon Music. It was a different version than the original release two years ago. It was the old-timey version, as she calls it. No, it was one year ago what no 2019 it was released on december 6 2019 the original version and then this week she well she she announced that she was releasing this song prior but this week she actually released it only available on amazon music which we are also available on if you want to listen to us on there i am excited for when this becomes available on different platforms um just for ease of listening but right now you can find it on there. It's really good. The, the very first um, music that you hear reminded me a lot of Harry Potter. I'm not going to lie. It just felt very grand Christmas-esque. So have a listen. See if you do. Which one do I like better? I think I usually like the originals better for when she does remixes of her songs. But I mean, still brilliant. Still love it the second taylor news of the week this is an individual news not a taylor news but i had a facebook memory from december 7th 2017 and it was the day that i had purchased my reputation stadium tour tickets um i went in july of 2018 so we had purchased them in december so my facebook memory popped up and uh, that was an exciting moment. I remember everything that happens to me about Taylor Swift seems to happen to me when I'm at work, which can be quite stressful. So I remember being at work and my coworker who I went with to the tour was like trying to was at home. I don't believe she was working that day and she was trying to purchase it. And I we were like in the lineups, and the queues. And she was doing all of the work. I will give her credit for that. But yeah, I was like, do you want this, this area, this area? Which night? We could go both nights, etc, etc. That was a fun memory to see pop up on uh, my Facebook page. The third piece of news that we have from this week is Taylor Swift Nation released on December 9th, the 22 Days Until 2022 video, which is fun. There's a lot of fun stuff tiktok audio sounds about new year's eve 2022 22 the red release all of that tying in together so that was a fun tidbit and then the final piece of news that we have this week is that it was the evermore release date anniversary the one year anniversary on december 11th so happy one year evermore again found out about this album while i was at work at 6 a.m., I have my notifications turned on for Taylor Swift's Instagram, obviously. And my watch started to go crazy. Taylor Swift posted a photo. Taylor Swift posted a photo. Taylor Swift posted a photo. Because you remember, she does her grid photo announcements for both Folklore and Evermore. She did that. And Evermore. Because I knew. Because she had done that for Folklore. So once the my notifications started to go crazy, on um, December 11th at 6 a.m. I was like, oh gosh, something is happening because it's very reminiscent of that. And sure enough, we got our ninth studio album, Evermore. And what a beautiful album and what a beautiful year with it it has been. All right, that concludes our discussion on Tim McGraw, the first song from her debut album. And our Taylor News of the Week next week we will be breaking down the second song of the album picture to burn and talking about the current taylor news of the week which i do have to come up with a fun catchy title for that segment don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so that you don't miss any content or episodes and on that note come back be there